Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Chris Bissett for a game of Brindlewood Bay. Brindlewood Bay is a cozy mystery game powered by the apocalypse about a book club of old ladies in the touristy seaside town of Brindlewood Bay who pick up solving mysteries better than the police and eventually uncover a mysterious and... Lovecraftian or cosmic horror underpinning of their seaside community. Chris, alongside Alicia Furness, is currently kickstarting a new campaign for Brindlewood Bay, uh, a series of mysteries set in the Jazz Age, which takes that premise, moves it into the 1920s, and has you exploring an entirely new set of mysteries in an entirely new context with entirely new horrors to unravel and mysteries to crack. It is a really neat, really cool idea. I really hope that you'll check it out. I had such fun playing with Chris. Uh, we just created just a wonderful, truly delightful, cozy mystery story. I think you're going to love it. You can find more information about The Unquiet Dark, a Jazz Age prequel campaign to Brindlewood Bay, in the show notes. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with my good friend, Chris Bissett. Chris, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure. Uh, I am excited to be sitting down with you. We are recording this at the end of the year. We've got a nice, cozy end of year energy that we're bringing to the, to the, to the episode today. I am excited to be playing a game with you. But before we dive in, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners at home know about anything that you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Yeah. Uh, hi, my name's Chris Bissett. You may know me from such things as Party of One. And my website in the room. That's correct. And uh, coming up in February, which is not when we're recording this, but probably when you're listening to this, uh, my good friend Alicia Finesse and I are going to be kickstarting during Zine Quest a hack of Brindlewood Bay. Uh, we are writing a, I think at the moment, a six mystery prequel mystery campaign to Brindlewood Bay set in the jazz era. Uh, with horrible Lovecraftian monsters called Unquiet Dark, and I'm super excited for it. That's what I've got going on at the moment. That's a that's a sick pitch. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, we are we are having so much fun writing it, or we'll have had fun writing it when people hear this. Yes, I'm so excited. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to check it out. Uh, and speaking of Brindlewood Bay, that is what we are playing here today to kind of give ourselves a little bit of a a teaser for the for the prequel campaign. You know, we've got to we've got to indulge in the original before we dive into the prequel. Of course. Um, so talk to us about Brindlewood Bay and talk to us about uh talk to us about the 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 the, the game that we're playing today. Yeah, uh, Brindlewood Bay is one of my favorite PBTA games. Um, it's written by Jason Cordova of the Gauntlet. Uh, it is a game of uh, eldritch horror and cozy crime. Uh, you play little old ladies who run a book club. They are huge fans of a series of books called The Gold Crown Mysteries. By day, they run a bookshop and run a bookshop, run a book club, and knit and do cozy activities. And by night, they solve crimes in the weirdly violent and crime riddled seaside resort town of Brindlewood Bay. And while while investigating these crimes, they start to learn that there is a deeper, darker conspiracy undercutting all the weird goings-on in Rindlewood Bay, and they come to uncover the goings-on of a, a weird, eldritch, catonic cult 
It's super fun. And uh, yeah, I love it. It's really fun to play. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Um, Cozy mystery is one of my favorite genres. Anybody that follows me on Twitter and has seen my shit posts knows this. (laughs) I'm very, very excited to dive into this. So we've got to create an investigator and play through a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. So um, talk us through. So uh, I've started to flesh out a character. I've been looking at I've been looking at the style options on the on the playbook Uh on the character sheet. And one of them jumped out immediately that kind of starting to flesh out my my character sheet. And that is going fishing. Excellent. Uh, I am from a fishing family. My family, everybody except me and my family loves fishing. And so uh, that's the 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 aesthetic of of fishing gear a big vest with a lot of poofy pockets and hooks and lures and a big floppy uh bucket hat uh the aesthetic really speaks to me and i really um, i'm feeling it a lot excellent i love that and so uh i think my character is esther millman uh she her pronouns and esther is I think that Brindlewood Bay is sort of a like a cozy resort town as I envision it, right? Uh-huh. Like it's there's a little bit of a of a retirement community vibe to it. And I yeah. picture that means that there's a lot of a lot of the people around town probably like I envision a lot of these sorts of towns, like the experience that I have in a lot of these sort of small communities is there's a lot of activities that like the locals don't really engage in because they're kind of touristy stuff. <laughs> yep. And I picture Esther being the one local that that goes that goes ham on all of these like activities, right? Like yeah, like penny arcades and like coin pushers and 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 and, and like the like like fishing off of the pier, like yeah. all of the things that you do around town. Esther is the local that has like the helpful tip for you and is just. Well, enthusi- I, I get enthusiastic energy about like, yeah, I fish off the pier and you got to go under the, you got to go under the boardwalk because that's <laughs> kind of where you get the, you know, you do some crab, you do some crabbing under the she boardwalk. She knows all the good and- crabbing spots. She knows where, she's got a favorite crabbing pool, I think. Yeah, absolutely has a favorite crabbing pool and like has a, has a little tiny like bass boat and goes out on the water and kind of knows all of the little like things the the knows knows which of the which of the pinball machines in the local arcade like is no good because the 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 right flapper is a little bit it sticks a little bit if you you push (laughs) it too hard it knows all of that stuff and is is big on big on activities because you got to have activities or else you're gonna or else you're gonna lose it yeah i mean you're just gonna be bored right what you're gonna do if you retire with nothing to do you don't want to be you don't want to be bored you want to be having fun yeah absolutely God, I love Esther already. <laughs> I'm already into this character <laughs> is the thing. So uh, our next step is to pick a cozy activity. Um, what's, your, what's your cozy activity? What does Esther do is- to, to wind down? I think, we, I think we can have a good guess at that. But I think we got it. I think that we got it. Let's see. The options on the character sheet, cooking, gardening, baking, knitting, quilting, scrapbooking, antiques and furniture, painting, pottery, birding, collecting, and charity events. I'm going to write down I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to select off of this list. Uh-huh. I'm I'm going to select birding. Nice. That feels right. That feels right. That feels like cuz I I think that the common thread here is 
out is is being out out of the house and i think a lot of these other kind of cozy activities are like inside the house activities and i think that i think that birding is 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 esther's latest obsession because it it's yet another way to just keep out of the house and keep active because you got to keep active or else you're going to lose it yeah and you know it's a resort town we're coastal there's all kinds of birds right exactly it's a beautiful it's a beautiful community Nice. Uh, cool. Our next step, then, um, as with any good game, is stats. Uh, you already yes, have indeed. vitality. You've got five stats. Vitality, composure, reason, presence, and sensitivity. And you basically add one point to one of those abilities, and then that's I am going to add a point to... I'm going to add a point to vitality. Nice. That feels right. That feels yeah. right. I'm. She's she active. is... She's active. She's 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 big. I physically and mentally, like physically, mentally, and emotionally, she is big, right? Like she is yes. a she is a large presence in the room. I almost put it into presence, but I think that like she is she is energetic, right? Like when she's not wearing her fishing gear, you can see her in a in a sweatsuit doing a power walk yeah, along with the little along, dumbbells. Yeah, with the yeah, along yeah. the road, like the side roads, all the park knows all the walking paths, you know. Because you got to keep active, or else you're gonna lose it. Absolutely, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> the more I s- I'm just, I'm never gonna stop saying it because it's just. Is that fun. her catchphrase? Is that what she says? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> she says it. Everybody has heard her say it just constantly. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. I love, I love Esther. I'm all about Esther Millman. She's so good. Uh, so you had a chance to review the Maven moves before we yes. started recording. Uh, you get to pick one now. So the Maven moves are tough. It's tough because you pick so a special good. move and all of them are named after fictional uh, mystery solvers. And I don't like having to be put into a position of choosing just one of just one beloved cozy detective. Um, there is there are there are three that I think I've got it down to. Uh-huh. Cause, and, and I'm just I'm, I'm jumping in just off of my, my sheer love of the characters involved. Uh, and that is, I gotta give love, I gotta give love to my, I gotta give love to my beloved Frank Colombo, Dale Cooper, and, uh, and Jim Rockford. Hell yeah. Those are the three, those are, those are my, those are my three darlings. I think I'm gonna go, I think I'm gonna go with, 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 with Colombo. I think the Colombo move feels right. The Colombo move is something about you causes the elite of society to not take you too seriously. What is it? Once per session, when you do the meddling move in a place occupied by the rich and famous, you find an additional clue, even on a miss and on an additional void clue uh, on a 12 plus. I, I, I think what it is, I think that I think it is the exactly kind of what we were describing. I think that's I think this works perfectly. Yeah, I think it's so. that sense of it's a very kind of booster club uh, aesthetic, right? Like it is the big the, the big fishing vest and the hat. Or you know the birding gear with the with the binoculars around the neck, or the the dumbbells and the weighted the weighted uh wrist things and the 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 sweatsuit. Like there's an enthusiasm for activities that yeah. comes across as corny. Is kind of the only word. Like there's a sincerity in there's a sincerity of activity that comes across as like corny or or mockable in a way that like puts people that that kind of puts the 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 
the elite, right? There's that level of um of like ironic detachment or like uh, of emotional detachment that comes with being wealthy and powerful, and you kind of have to maintain your status and keep things at the distance. And uh, Esther has never in her life kept anything at a distance, and I think that that kind of enthusiasm causes them to kind of write her off as oh just a just a local just a local uh goofball which allows her to kind of uh lean in when she needs to i love that she um she doesn't act her age is the problem right right and you you know you're as an adult you're not supposed to enjoy things right like you were there's a there's a there's a restraint that is supposed to come with a restraint and a dignity that's supposed to come with come with age and she has less than none of it. <laughs> Everyone else is like, these damn kids, get off my lawn. And she's like, no, let's go party. Yeah, she's like, hey, come on to the lawn, kids. I gotta, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I got snacks. <laughs> oh, she's so much fun. <laughs> okay, so that's basically character creation done. If we were playing this with more people, we would wait for everyone to be finished. And then we would go around and introduce everyone. But we aren't, it's just you. Um, cool. There's a few other bits of information we need to find out about Esther before we can kind of get into it. Um, so every maven in in the game uh, has a deceased partner, um, some like someone that is um, someone important from their past who's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, who is that? Um, I'm lo- I just I, I popped open the list of names of character names. Ah. Uh-huh. And uh, I love the name Muriel. It's a beautiful name. It is a wonderful name. I, uh, uh, her, her partner Muriel, uh, passed away several years ago. And they, you know, uh, they had. I think one of the reasons Esther is so big on activities now, in and one of the 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 reasons why I think she has such a a positive outlook after after losing the love of her life is. Because the last few years that they had together were so, uh, so much fun that she's just kind of kept that energy up. And like the, like the last few years that they had together, they, they went on trips and they ate at restaurants and they, you know, they traveled and they did all kinds of things. It it was just like it, it was a beautiful goodbye. And I think that is, that is, that is the, the gift that Esther carries with her as she, as she, as she, as she, she navigates the world is like, un, is like seeing like, you know what, like, it's more important to have fun and to celebrate and to be joyful than it is to, to let those moments slip away. So she, she, she has this, uh, so Muriel is the love of her life and she, she happily like bid her a goodbye before, before she departed. And now she is going to enjoy the rest of the days that she has as much as she can. So it sounds to me like they knew that Muriel was going to die. It wasn't. Unexpected. Yeah, I think so. I think there was. I think it was. I don't. I don't necessarily want to get too deep into it, but I think mm-hmm. that they kind of. I think they had gotten word that it that it yeah. was coming and it was going to come sooner than later, and so they made the kind of the conscious decision to be like, let's let's go out with a bang. Yeah, let's make this. Let's make our memories happy, not sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, the next one um, is their children, if any. Uh, pets are okay too. Um, someone who kind of depended on you or was relying on you I, may still be with you. They may not be. Any thoughts? Maybe about that's that? why. Maybe that's why she's. Maybe that's why she's into birding. Ooh. I. 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 I just the image in my head popped up as a 
a very like anciently old parrot because like parrots like famously can live for yeah like decades and decades and so i i i love the idea that no kids no kids the only pet is like a parrot and one of those like gigantic old like decades old parrots that's like overgrown and all the 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 feathers are just jutted out and and it like hates everyone except esther oh yeah 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 he's just the little baby (laughs) has the parrot got a name the parrot's name is chester the parrot's name is chester chester excellent does chester know any words can chester speak all chester I think doesn't know words, but like re- I, I, I love the trope of a repeating parrot. Yeah, just That's super uh, fun. just like doesn't 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 know anything, but like just repeatedly repeats things. And frankly, Esther talks a lot, so periodically it'll just. <laughs> I I think that what it is, I think the fun thing for the the, the thing that I'm visioning that I really love is very specifically. Esther rattles off so many like fun facts that the bird periodically just spits fun facts back into the air. Fantastic! I love it. I love a trivia bird. A bird that yeah, just, just a bird trivia. that spits trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our last thing, well, nearly our last thing. What was Esther's career before she retired to Brindlewood Bay? Esther's career was. That's a great question. It is, isn't it? Very good question. <laughs> Esther's career was a computer engineer. Ooh. Like a computer scientist was Esther's career. Had a long career going back to the going back to to the 80s and earlier like back to the old DOS days. Esther Esther worked worked in tech and like like saw tech change and all the ways that tech changed and there's there's kind of a there's a little bit of a. I think this is this is this is a a, a choice that I'm making because it's fun and also because it lets me kind of put a a flag put a put a flag on the on the on the field of a thing that I'm ex- like a thing I'm excited about. Yeah, which is tying back into the the Maven move that I've selected. I love the idea that like Esther like came up in tech and so saw all the different ways that tech has changed but like in the last like 50 years and has seen all the different flavors of awful rich assholes. Yeah. And I I think that there is a like in the sense that there's a there like I think that's part of the joy, right? Like part of the joy is like Esther Esther kind of like came up in this space and kind of like hated hated this space and there's this level like there's that very natural antagonistic force of rich asshole that i think esther is very intimately familiar with and kind of knows how they tick by virtue of like i worked in that space for a very very long time yeah that ties in perfectly that's really cool okay so uh, the final thing we need to do, you have a thing called, um, on your character sheet, you've got a cozy little place, which is sort of equipment, basically. Uh-huh. Um, we were, we we're going to populate it with things, and during the game, you can use them to basically get advantage on a die roll, right? Uh-huh. Um, usually what we would do is we'll go around the table, and the other players, you would introduce your character, and all the other players would say, this is a thing that I think your character has. Um 
and you need like between three and five. So I think we'll just do two each for Esther. How does that sound to you? That sounds that sounds good. Cool. I so, I, I might throw ahead. it. I might throw it to you immediately and say, "What do you think Esther has?" Cool. Uh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and yet, you went ahead anyway. Uh, yeah, I went ahead anyway without thinking about it in advance, like an idiot. I think one of the things Esther has, but no, let's be obvious to start with. I think she's got, um, she's got a book of local birds, right? Mm-hmm. A bird watcher's book. But a, it's quite old. It's quite old, and it's not from this area. So sometimes she goes out to look for birds and she finds them in the book, and sometimes she doesn't because it's it's not a book of local birds. <laughs> and whoever had it before Esther bought it or acquired it has made really weird notes in it that don't always make sense. I love it. I love that. I love that so, so much. Uh, that fills me with joy. <laughs> I I think Esther has... I think she has a golf cart. Ooh. Like, I think it is, it is, it is, it is one of those, I think the community, I don't think she has a car. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that she necessarily, like, travels out of town, right? Or if she yeah. does, she, like, it's, it's, she doesn't, she doesn't have any regular need to, like, leave the immediate community of Brindlewood Bay. So mm-hmm. she has no need for, like, a proper car. So I picture that she got, she has like a golf cart or like a, a relatable, like tiny little thing that she kind of just puts around, around town from, from local spot to local spot. And if you hear the little like, put, 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 uh, <laughs> you kind of know that Esther is, is, is pulling up. That's amazing. People hear the, the electric motor going and they're like, oh, that's Esther. And she refuses to replace it, refuses to 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 buy a new one. It's just it is it's just a an old old puttering golf cart. <laughs> Does she have a name for the golf cart? I think she just calls it my wheels. <laughs> I'm, gonna get my, I'm gonna get in my I'm gonna get in my wheels, head over to the store, and like it it, it it's it's kind of the like I, I love Esther. I'm, I'm there's. I have so much affection for Esther, right? like really in my heart. But like, the, it, it, there's this. Uh, it's that. It's exactly that line where you can't tell if she's being genuine and and yeah. is describing this as extremely cool, or if she knows that it's that it's that it's dorky. But like, she owns it in such a way that it doesn't matter, right? Perfect. Like it is. She just. These are her wheels. These are my wheels. What else has she got? I think she's got, do you know the really big mobile phones from like the mid to late 80s? Oh yeah, for sure. With like, you know, the big, they're like the size of a brick and they've got the antenna that you pull out. Yep. I think she still uses one of them. I think she bought it with her, she was a well-paid computer scientist in the 80s. I think she, she spent mm-hmm. a lot of money on it. I think it still works. I think the the plan that she's on <laughs> she pays basically nothing for once once a year once a year she has a three-hour phone call yeah with a phone company yeah and sure enough the end result every single year is that she gets to keep this phone and they give her the latest plan with it (laughs) yes and she pays basically nothing i love that that's that's wonderful and also like 
this point she just uses it as a as a as a big heavy object, right? Yeah, like, she uses just, it as a, a doorstop, as a paperweight. Yeah. Like, why didn't you answer your phone? To, oh, because it's holding open the door. <laughs> <laughs> someone tried to mug her once, and she <laughs> just she just Whack. used it. It was in her purse. Uh, she absolutely has. What does she absolutely? She abs. I, I said that with such confidence. And like I hoped <laughs> that the confidence would carry me through to an answer. I did exactly the same thing. I'm thinking that I think I want her to have. Oh, I know what I want her to have. She's got um. I'm get like, whatever the adult version of a chemistry set is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like. like a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of like like little tiny like sciency equipment that like doesn't necessarily have like a huge purpose. She just likes to play with it. Just kind of like you know, if she's out and she sees a weird rock, she'll like poke at it and put it in a little baggie, and like she just has these sort of very rudimentary like testing things more because, and it's in this little like it's in like a like a leather briefcase or like a like a like a bag like a leather bag that she it's, carries around kind of like a briefcase and it's yeah. just like random knickknacks that she's able to kind of be like ah oh, I'm going to do I'm going to do a little bit of a of a makeshift test and like 90% of it is nonsense like but like she she has picked up exactly enough like very rudimentary like if I like if I pour this on this thing, the like, and and I'd say half of it, if not more, like half to three quarters of it is half of half to three quarters of it is like local, like local oddball facts. Like, <laughs> like look, 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 look what happens if you pour just a little bit of sprite onto this bit of moss. You see how it changed color, and now it's yellow, and like. It's and so it's just like a little tiny container of sprite, so that if she's by this moss, she can be like, eh, "You see that? That's some that's some fun trivia for you. Welcome to town." And it's I think just like goofy chemistry like that. Yeah, but I think I think it started off as like goofy chemistry, and then as her and um, her friends, the murder mavens, got more into like solving crimes, I think it's it actually slowly, very comprehensive. It slowly started to pivot towards like a crime solving i love that kit. she's got like ink pads for taking fingerprints and like fingerprint powder and like mm-hmm. a little magnifying glass and it's still mostly shit and mm-hmm. useless stuff but it's, it's like evidence bags and you know oh yeah i love it i love her she's amazing i want to i want a whole episode of tv about esther well that's what we're about to do here today we're about to do <laughs> And so that's that's the beginning of the session. That's character creation done. And we're ready All to right. throw Esther into a mystery. So the way we start is we want a little a short scene that shows your maven uh, enjoying her life in Rindlewood Bay. It should be like light and breezy and warm and cozy. Uh, we want to, as the credits roll, this is like our pre-credits scene as we like, you know, we get the theme music and we get, Whoever as Esther pops up on the screen, etc. What's she doing? What's our first vision of Esther? Uh the first vision of Esther is we see her we see her her little uh like coastal side cottage. And 
we come inside and we see like the shots of it and we see this big honking parrot is just kind of like sitting on its little rod and we just start seeing clothes and things just flying left, right, and center as and Maven pops into frame with the vest and the hat and is like, now where did I put that lore? Where did I put that? Oh, I'm running late. I am running late. I got it. And like there, there's things flying and 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 then suddenly we hear ah, graves light on fire in the microwave. Yes, that is that is correct. That is correct. We aren't going to be making that mistake again. Where did I put that? Aha! I know where it is. And she reaches up, and she uh, she tugs at one of the lures that are on her hat, and she tugs at a second one, and she tugs at a third one, pops it off. There it is. Stashes it into a vest pocket. All right, I am off. Do not burn the house down. Remember, grapes light down. on fire in the microwave. <laughs> And so she heads out the door, and the credits roll. We get our intro sequence of Brindlewood Bay, and we pan over the town, and we, we zoom in on the top floor of a bookshop called the Candlelight Booksellers. And ta- it's getting dark in town, but the lights are still on in the top floor, and we, we pull into the window, and we see that Esther and her friends have just finished up a meeting of their book club. And her friends are just kind of filtering out the door, but Esther's stayed behind to like tidy things up and make sure everything's locked up, etc. As the camera pans around the loft where you hold your murder mavens meetings, um, what do we see that shows how Esther has personalized this space? Um there is a there's a community events board, one of those big old cork boards that <laughs> Doesn't have a ton of things on it, but, like, has a few little things. And, like, it does not match the rest of the decor of the space. It was clearly something that was added in. Like, it's 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 visibly brighter than the rest of the space. It's visibly newer than the rest of the space. Several of the, several of the things hanging on the corkboard are very clearly, like, they all... So several of the things have the same handwriting, and it is clearly Esther's handwriting. Excellent. Just, like, advertising events that are happening around town, and, like, it, like, it, it is very obviously a thing that she hung on the wall. Yeah. And, and populated it with the first few things of, like, did you know that there are, did you know that there are Shakespeare readings every third Thursday of the month at the park? <laughs> Like, just, like, put these things, and then, like, uh, you can see that, like, there are other things on the board that other people have started to use it, but, like, the brunt of them are still things that she has tacked on there. Amazing. And I think as as they've started to kind of get involved in solving crime in the town, I think they've started to pin, like, newspaper clippings of themselves to it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's... It started off back on like page twelve, like local local ladies find missing cat, and it's slowly kind of they're getting close. They're getting closer to the front of the newspaper as the crimes get bigger, right? Yeah, uh, and I, I think like a few of these newspaper clippings are along the edge of them. Like there's like a corner of it that's there's like a corner of the corkboard that is like all newspaper clippings <laughs> that have been taken off, and like it's clear that like. It's clear that Esther has hung them up there as a way to be like, this is our little happy place corner. The rest of the corkboard, though, has a purpose, and we really shouldn't be monopolizing the space. <laughs> She's like, yes, we're proud of what we do, but please 
but somewhere else. It's important that we be proud of what we do, but also Jeff is selling his guitar, and we don't want to we don't want to take that away from Jeff. Uh, it's very important that you all know that the library is having a book clearance sale this Thursday. And Mildred, you stuck our, our newspaper clipping over that, and you know, someone could have missed that. Somebody could have missed that. <laughs> so as as the other murder mavens kind of leave and filter out, Esther's left on her own uh, upstairs. And you hear footsteps coming up the stairs, quite heavy footsteps. Um, and this quite large, jowly, paunchy man comes through the door. Who You know, you know him well. Oh, yeah. um, this is uh, this is Sheriff Wyman Dalrymple, who's like the local mm. law enforcement in Brindlewood Bay. Mm. He's kind of permanently exasperated, um, and he he tolerates you interfering because you've actually made him look quite good on several occasions. Um, and he's coming around to the point now where he realizes that maybe you are actually better at investigating crime than than he is. Hmm. Um, and so when 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 Wyman turns up at the bookshop, you sort of know that it means you're going to have you're going to be presented with an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he he comes barreling through the door, and he says he's huffing and puffing. And he says, "Oh, Esther, oh, I must have missed the others. Um, are you are you busy? What are you doing right now?" Ah, uh, well, well, we've got our we've got our book club in two hours, and then after that, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there's actually a uh, there's a there's a, a a local chef is doing a cooking lesson actually right in the it's in the town square mall. You should really stop by there. That's in that's at four thirty, and then after that, uh, after that, it's gonna be right after sunset. That's gonna be perfect time to go out and see some of the birds flying back to the nest. So I'm gonna try and get in a little birding, and then that'll put us. To, uh, uh, I should probably do dinner after that. I'm sorry. I I'm what 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 are you looking for, darling? Oh, you can't see me, but I was just having the best time listening to Esther. <laughs> <laughs> well, Esther, Esther, you've seen the um, the yacht in the bay, the Krauss family. Um, they're, they're very, very, they're very rich, very important people. Um, oh, been, sure, sure. <laughs> they've been, I know, I know how you feel about the Nouveau Rich, but genuinely very nice people. Very important oh, sure, to bring sure. Bay. Um, a few nights ago, um, Albert Krauss was dragged out of the bay dead, and and we don't know what to do. The fam- the family swear that he was drunk and he fell overboard, but I just I think I think something's going on, um, and I haven't been able to turn anything up. And you know, I know, I know you, I know you like crime. I know you like to investigate these kinds of things. And she leans forward very seriously. Obviously, as yeah. a, as a, as an, as an official, and he's kind of he's doing that thing where he's his words are saying no, but he's nodding his head vigorously. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I just wanted to let you know that under no circumstances should you investigate this crime. And he's nodding like you know, mm-hmm. please, please make me look good again. Mm-hmm. And she kind of knowingly like stares at him and narrows her eyes for a while, and finally leans forward. And you think it was the admiral? The admiral is like a very large fish that is like <laughs> around. <laughs> no, um, 
But what the, I really, I really was hoping that the others would be here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make sure it wasn't the admiral. I've got a feel. This is this is gonna be where I'm gonna get him. This is gonna be <laughs> where we're gonna spot the admiral. And she's like already mumbling about this as she just wanders off. Amazing. Um. So as you wander off, you're listening to you're you're thinking back of what he said, and you realize that you met one of the Krauss children. Mm-hmm. Um. He has there are three children. There's the eldest daughter called Sarah, um, the youngest daughter called Emily, and a son called David. Um, you met one of them several years ago. Um, what were the circumstances around that? Uh, David was David was launching a, a a very like David was like launching an app or something, mm. and like gave a a talk, and kind of like happened to like Esther attended because David was given this like not quite a ribbon cutting. I, maybe like a ribbon cutting for like their kind of new offices. Yeah, I mean, David runs a a gallery um, back in Boston, uh, like an yeah. art gallery. So maybe he was launching um, some kind of digital app powered art installation, pseudo NFTs. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to <laughs> say um, NFTs. Well, but well, yeah. We can we we can we can we can name we can name our enemies. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was launching this, like, pseudo-NFT app thing, and, like, gave a speech, and Esther, I think, was there, mm-hmm. and I think the interaction was pulling in a little bit of the of the backstory, like, uh, David runs this gallery, and one of the, one of the developers that, that, that he was working with heard the name Esther Millman and was like, oh, this, like, this person's, like, you know, a name. Like, this is one of those names that if you work in tech, like, you know uh, it was it like, is. Esther Millman is here. Yeah, and and David just completely, you know, you know, Esther showed up and was Esther and David just <laughs> did not, just blew her off. Do you think he'd remember her? Uh, I don't think she's, I don't think she's hard to, I don't think she's easy to forget. <laughs> Excellent. Specifically because on that day, like, she was there en route. She was there, like, in her waiter, like, in her in her waiters and her overalls and with her big gloves. Perfect. Um, so Esther heads off into Brindlewood Bay. Um, where's she headed to? The sheriff told you that um, the body is being held in a cold storage at the fish market, of all places. Um but what what would Esther like to do? How would Esther like to begin? She wants to go and see about the admiral. I gotta. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see him one day. I'm gonna get a picture of the admiral one day. <laughs> uh, if the body's down at the fish market, I mean, I gotta do some fish shopping anyway. So oh, that's uh, I be. can. Yeah, I can go. I can go stop by. Stop by some stands. Uh, pick up some calamari for for dinner and. Uh, maybe see about, maybe see, uh, see if I, see if I can't find a lead down at the, down at the fish market and see if there's not somebody that can't, uh, that didn't maybe see something or, or let me poke around at the body a little bit or, or something like that. Like, see yeah. if there's maybe something, maybe something I can figure out. Maybe somebody's just talking around the body and see if there's maybe something that's, 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 that's near me. Cool. So you head down to the fish market and, uh, we said it's about, we said it's early afternoon, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Brindlewood Bay is like I think it's like late morning because I think like I think we said like eleven thirty there may have been the thing. Cool. So like we'll say it's probably like eleven ish. Yeah. Okay. So things are starting to pick up in town. It's not like it's not like midday busy yet, but you know it's not quiet. 
the the fish market is like bustling. Um, does Esther like the smell of the fish market? Oh yeah, it's lovely. It smells like it smells like fish. It smells salty. It's got that kind of you know you come by some of the cafes and they've got that really nice fried fish smell. Like it smells like it smells like the ocean. It smells like uh, it smells like heaven. Frankly, that's why. That's why I that's why I that's why I kept the cottage after Muriel passed was because I just love the smell of love the smell of the ocean. Amazing. And so um you you probably know uh one of the fishmongers quite well. There's a man called Etienne mm-hmm. Beauregard. Um mm-hmm. he's got like a silver beard, he's quite, you know, hale. Um and he's this is he's agreed to store Albert's body. Um, it's his, it's his freezer that's being used to store this body. Um, and he's probably, he's, he probably knows you. You probably buy your fish from him. Oh yeah. Um, so he's like, oh, he- hello Esther. What can I get for you today? My love. Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're not going to like me. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it tough How for you How could I not like you? You're my uh, favorite customer, my oldest customer. I well, well, I don't love it when you put it like that. But you know, I, I understand what you mean. Listen, here's what I'm looking for today. I need a, I need a pound of calamari. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh Do you have any soft shell crabs? Do you have the soft shell crabs oh, in yeah. yet? The Is crabs it the season? Are great oh, today. crabs are oh, real good fabulous, today. Fabulous, Eddie, and you're making me so happy. And uh, listen, listen, listen. While I'm while I'm picking some, you don't happen to. Do you happen to know if they've got baguettes at the bakery down the street I yet? Because I really want to. I, I mean, I, you know, it, it smelled of bread when I walked past. All right. Okay. Obviously, you okay. know, I'll, it's a bakery. In that, case, bread. in that case, in that case, I'd love for some, I'd love for, uh, for, give me like two pounds of shrimp. I'm going to uh-huh. try and make a po' boy later. And, um, and while you're bagging all that stuff up, listen, I got to. And this is, uh, I think this is a very familiar Esther move is when she puts the, <laughs> the four fingers of her hands in her, in her, in her jean pot, in her blue jean pockets and the thumb is sticking out and she leans forward. And he like, his eyebrows go up immediately. He's like, uh-huh. I hear that you've got, I hear that you've got some special, uh, some special product on cold storage. I'd love if you could, uh. Give me the scoop on that, or, or let me take a look at it, or whatever you whatever you feel like, whatever you feel comfortable doing. I don't want to put you in a position. And so he frowns and he looks at you and he says, "Esther," and his his voice goes low. Like, firstly, thank you for being discreet because I don't want people to know. Mm. Obviously, you know something that you shouldn't know. Uh. <laughs> and if word got out, people will probably stop buying fish from me. Oh, is that fresh salmon? It is. It's really good. Oh, put that in the bag. Put that in the bag. Absolutely. Give me one of those fillets. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, whatever, whatever. If you've overheard something, if you, if you, if if there's something. Oh, you you know, you know better than to think I would talk to a cop. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I think what we need to do here is for you to make the meddling move. All right, sounds good. So uh, the medley move says, when you search for a clue, conduct research, or otherwise gather information, uh, describe how you're doing so and roll with an appropriate ability. Uh, what ability do we think this is? You're trying to persuade this man to let you see a dead body. I might argue for composure. Uh, oh, yeah. I, because I think that this is this is more so, I'm not trying to necessarily persuade as I'm trying to kind of like, I think the more important thing here, because... 
Etienne and Esther have this relationship, I think uh-huh. the key thing here is really like finding the right way to grease the wheels a little bit. And so trying to like keep it on the down low, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is more negotiation than I think it is more. So, I, like, I think it's more of a negotiation than something that might require like presence. Yeah. So presence is more like trying to charm someone or capture mm-hmm. someone's imagination. Um, I, I could see, I could see a case for composure for this. Why or maybe even reason. Like, like I think composure or reason, I think would both work here as kind of like more of the like intellectual negotiation as opposed yeah. to like convincing I think composure someone works outright. just fine. Uh, so yeah, that's that going to be is, 2d6. Go for it. That is a nine. Nine. Uh, da, 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 da. I On a seven to nine, there's records. a complication, either with the clue itself or with the, the complication I encounter while searching. You will tell me what that complication is. Cool. I also need to give you a clue. So Etienne leads you into the back. He says, look, come with me. Uh, yes, I have got some of that swordfish. It's real fresh. It's just in the back. Come through with me. Oh, um, you know I can't resist swordfish. swordfish Eddie and I owe you a favor. <laughs> and so he leads you through into the back where the cold storage is. Um, and you see the body of Albert Krauss lying on this slab. Um, and he says, look, I will give you five minutes, okay? But no longer. And seriously, this... Word cannot get out, okay? Of course, of course, of course, of course. I, 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 and she leans forward, hands still in her pockets. I owe you a favor. <laughs> and so Etienne backs out, and you're given some time with the, the body. Um, the clue, the body, like, it just looks kind of, it looks like a man who fell overboard and drowned. Um, but while you're, while you're searching, on the floor, under the slab, where someone clearly hasn't cleaned properly mm-hmm. um, before putting the body in here, there is a cod, a whole cod, with a rat stuffed in its mouth. Um, that is your clue. Cod with a rat stuffed in its mouth. Uh, we should make note of these. I think the complication is while you're kind of looking at the body, you hear Etienne outside, and you can hear him talking to people, and then the tone of his voice and the volume suddenly rises a little. And you hear him say, oh, Sheriff, how nice to see you. Uh, clearly, Sheriff Dalrymple is here. <sighs> what would you All like right. to do? All right. And I think uh, I think a moment later, uh, Esther, we, we, we cut back to the to the front of the store as Esther bursts out of the out of the back room. Sorry to tell you, Etienne. Um, unfortunately, I do believe that is just a swordfish. The Admiral has eluded us for another day. <laughs> Etienne kind of, he chokes down a laugh. He slaps his hand on his thigh. He says, well, maybe one day, one day we'll get him. <laughs> she just looks at the sheriff. Sheriff, we're st- the hunt, the hunt continues. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff goes to say something, but you're already out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Where is Esther going next? What's her next uh, move? Um. Well, I, I've gotten everything I can get out of this body. I'm thinking it might be time to might be time to visit our dear friend, our dear friend, uh, our dear friend David, and wherever he might be hanging around Brindlewood Bay. Sure. So you know that um, 
you know, your memory of David is that he runs an art gallery and he likes tech. And, you mm-hmm. know, one of your, you know, one of the things on your notice board that you pinned up just this morning um, is actually that there's a new pop-up gallery um, in Brindlewood Bay. Um, just some like, you know, local, local artists doing like landscape paintings and mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. lives and like maybe painting tourists on the front. Um, so the chances are he's either going to be probably there or on the yacht which the Krauss family yacht, which is still moored about a quarter mile off the coast. Yeah, so I think uh, I think visiting this pop-up gallery is exactly where I got to go. Yeah. Um, so it's a busy time of year in Brindlewood Bay, and you're kind of making it, pushing your way through the town, trying to head towards this pop-up gallery. You, you vaguely remember where it is, but you're not sure exactly. You think it's in one of those, one of those shops on the front that, you know, there's always that shop that can never stay open for longer than six oh, yeah. months, and oh, it's yeah. constantly closing. It's been like a... It's been a newspaper shop and it's sold wrapping paper and it, at one point it sold shells. And you think it's probably probably in there. Uh, but what in what ways are the tourists making it difficult for you to kind of conduct your investigation? I think that there's a lot of I think it is that uh it is it, it is a logistical difficulty and it is very specifically uh it is a it is a logistical difficulty, it is very specifically a difficulty in physically getting from place to place because Mm -hmm. it would be easier if i had a car it would Mm -hmm. be easier if i had an actual way to travel from place to place however because i am taking side streets and sidewalks and walking trails and other places that i can i can i can putter along on my golf cart i have to it's we we get a whole montage of honking on the horn and puttering around and trying to weasel around people. And she turns the golf cart to the left and some people walk to the left and she, you know, pivots it to the right and they kind of walk and we just get a shot of her just flailing. Like, ah, (laughs) I think she, is she on the, uh, on the golf cart? Oh, that's the whole time is on the golf cart, like trying to draw, trying to get to this, this gallery. And there's just people blocking every way, which way she goes. And people keep like stepping out in front of her. Yeah. Do you think, I think people keep trying to like stop her and ask her for directions as well. And she's like, can you see <laughs> I'm in a golf cart? <laughs> mm-hmm. So you get to the, you get to the art gallery. Um, it's, it's a bit quieter, this part of town. And you can see there's a couple of people kind of milling around inside, and one of them you recognize as David Krause. Um, he's got this air of like condescension. Oh like, yeah. Oh, he exudes, yeah. I'm better than you, and I can't be bothered with you, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he sees you when you walk in, or do you think you see him <laughs> first? I don't think I'm hard. I think I think he hears me before he sees me. <laughs> he's, he's like, I imagine he's like giving some like there's people there's people milling around this pop up gallery and he's in the middle of some very important speech. Oh, some yeah. Very important talk about this piece and why it's very exciting. And then he hears put, 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 shouldn't be driving for that long. Uh, <laughs> And on cobbled streets too. Yeah. Oh, the cobble. The uh, normally I wouldn't take the cobble streets. And he looks, and she's just she is talking to whomever. Like the first Literally person, to everyone. The first person that saw her climb out of this. She's like, normally I wouldn't take the cobble streets, but what with the 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 cooking class in the in the in the town square, just it. Whew, well, I, I'm sorry. I'm bothered. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I. 
this is a beautiful piece. What a what a magnificent piece of work. He does that. He does a big sigh and he pinches <laughs> his nose and he says, "So, so as I was saying, thank you all very much for coming. Uh, please help yourself to one of the very fine canapes. Uh, if you have any questions, my assistant is around." So is it? Should, are there plates by the? Are there plates by the canapes? Is it sort of? A, are there tongs, or are we just kind of going in with 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 the hands? I think I think for Esther, it's just in with the hands, right? I think they go oh, into the. Oh no, that was directed at David. Like oh, was that a question? He turns it. Oh. He, he turns it. <laughs> Esther is just behind him. <laughs> he says, "Oh, Esther, my dear, you are the last person I expected to see here." Oh, as if I was gonna miss a, as if I was gonna miss a t- opportunity to celebrate our town's fine artistic heritage. Mm, yes, quite. This is um, certainly yes, art. I suppose. Are you, are you a connoisseur? Ah, uh, I mean, who's not? I, you know. Yeah, the thing is, like, I, I've picked up a lot of, I've picked up a lot of visits to galleries. The thing is, you got to keep active, or you're gonna lose it. <laughs> Mm, yes, I seem to remember you saying that to me once before. Hmm, I see oh, you have I, Have I said that before? I'm so sorry. You know how it gets. When you're old, you start repeating yourself. Hmm, quite. Well, thank you. Um, it's been... Yes, I will um, enjoy the exhibit and he turns to oh, start to... I absolutely will. And uh, by the way, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry to hear about what happened. I, mm. I know that you've got to be... You've got to be heartbroken. Yes, we're all very upset. Um, of course, of course. I'm reminded, and- of, of course, of the great performance artist, Gao Bai, who was so committed to his work, he threw himself from the top of a five-story building. Uh, the ultimate artistic expression, if you ask me. Of course, mm, of course. Yes, if and, only you my know, father's death could have been so significant. I, mm. I, and... You know, to 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 find the body like that must have truly been heartbreaking, and you oh, know, uh, I didn't find the body. Oh no, that was Andrew the butler. I don't. Oh, the butler found the body. I guess. I mean, I'm guessing you were probably nowhere around when it happened. Oh no, dear. Ah, uh, well, I mean, and certainly, you know, uh, it, it, the strangest thing, the mm. strangest thing. What is that exactly? He's he's got this resigned air of okay, I'm having this conversation, am I? Um, and I'm not sure exactly what the right thing to say here is. Okay, but I want to, but I, but I want to, I want to, I want to push on David a little bit. I think that I think she kind of pauses for a moment. She's like, the strangest thing. They said that the body had been fall. They said the body. They said that he he washed up, but uh, just the fact. Have you? I don't. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to pry, but you know, sometimes the mind it wanders, and <laughs> you know, you got to keep your mind active, or else you're gonna lose it. And I just, I don't see how the how it how the body washes up where it washes up, and the butler find something about it doesn't add up. Have you have you gotten that feeling? Do you do you think this is? Do you think you're trying to get a clue out of him or get information out of him? I think so. I think so. I think this is. It's. I don't think there's any risk here, other than pissing him off. So I think this is a meddling move again. Uh, I think it is. I think yeah, it is. I think probably with um, it's probably presence this time. I'll take I'll take presence on this one. Uh, so that is an eight. That is an eight. Uh, and and also of uh-huh. note, 
when I am doing the meddling move in a place occupied by the rich and famous, I gain an additional clue even on a miss and an additional void clue on a 12 plus. So with an eight, I am getting two clues right now. You are. So he starts to kind of ramble and dissemble about how he, he doesn't even know where the body was found. Andrew was in town on an errand and he just, you know, these things happen. You you gotta keep you gotta keep active and father didn't keep active. Um two clues. Let's see. I think the two clues you get. As he's talking, he mentions the the time of Albert's death. Mm. And you realise that that doesn't match up to the time that um was reported to the police. Mm. Is the first one. And I'm going to write that down for Writing you. Writing it down right now. And I think as he's talking, the way he get, he manages to get away from you because one of his assistants comes up uh, and hands him um, kind of documents and is like, look, we, we need you to come and look at this. And he kind of is extricated away from you. Um, but mm. as he walks away, um, one of the sheets of paper that he's handed slips out of his hand and falls to the ground. And obviously you, Esther immediately puts her foot on it and oh, kind of yeah. slides out of sight, right? Um, when you pick that up, it's a guest list for an upcoming Krauss family party that's going to be taking place on the yacht. Um, but one name has been conspicuously crossed out on the list. Hmm. This seems like an opportunity to play with one of my one of my cozy items. Oh yeah, uh, and I think that we get. A, I think we see Esther look at her foot and kind of move it and look at the name crossed out, and we get a close up on her eyes and a close up on her face, and a canopy slowly, slowly lifts into her mouth, and she puffs it into her mouth, and as she's chewing on it, she clumps, she reaches down and she grabs the piece of paper, and she, 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 she. Ducks off, and the next shot is her sitting. Is her sitting in the golf cart, and she reaches over to her leather bag, Ooh. and she takes out. Um, it's not quite a. It's not quite a, a chisel. It's not quite a scalp. It's like a kind of like an empty feather pen almost. Yeah, and it's like lightly, kind of like scraping away some of the ink, like seeing if any of the ink is is recent enough that it can kind of get scraped away. And Ooh. she does. She takes a little bit of a little. She takes a little uh, a little dropper of liquid and dabs a, a Q tip and runs it along the top of the uh, top of the, the ink to see if she can maybe like pick some of that ink back up none of these things are things that i think actually works on paper but this <laughs> yeah. is a story <laughs> yeah totally um the fun thing about brindle bay is that we don't need to know what that name is yet um yeah. when, we, when we get to the end and we do theorize we can we can say what that name is love it um, um what would you like to do well, I, I think the next person to the next person to go speak to, I've got a little bit of time before I uh, accidentally stumble into a, a rich person's party on a boat. <laughs> so uh, I believe I should go speak to uh, poor traumatized Andrew. I think yeah. that I think Andrew has maybe a lead or two to to figure this out. I think that you, I think at this time of day, you know pretty well that Andrew's probably going to be on the yacht 
Um, but you know, you can get out there quite easily. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all the local fishermen, the guys with the boats, you can oh, absolutely, yeah. someone can row you out there. Hell yeah, you're, you're Esther. You could just row yourself out there, right? I think I row myself out there. I think <laughs> we, I think that we see the yacht on the water. Yeah. And, uh, what, what's happening? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit you with, I'm going to hit you with a powered by the apocalypse GM question. Ooh. What is Andrew doing? When he hears a, a a conspicuous thumping on the side of his boat, <laughs> so I think Andrew is actually like he's been taking a moment to just get off his feet and relax because ever since they docked in Bendelwood Bay, he has been rushed off his feet. Like there was the gallery opening to get ready for. They had canapes and a party last night. He found the body. There was a death. Now he's got to prepare for another party, and he's literally he's just sat down. He's poured himself half a pint of beer, just a half, because it's the middle of the day. Just and put his feet thump. up, thump, and you you hear from the bottom this, for the love of God, you hear these Ahoy! feet. Ahoy! Ahoy! And Andrew's he's got he's got grey hair and he's very kind of fastidious and he's done up well. Madam, uh, have you? perchance gotten yourself lost uh unfortunately that seems like about exactly what has happened fancy uh you got yourself a by chance a tow maybe uh you could tell us tow this dinky little rowboat back to back to the docks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i will have to i'll have to check um i cannot leave you down there Uh, i'm so tired my arms have been rowing for Oh, who even knows how long? And you know, I just <laughs> <sighs> this this rope ladder goes thump down the side of the boat. Um, please come up. Um, do not touch anything. Thank you. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Hi, I'm es- Esther Millman. Pleasure to meet you. Mm, yes. Um, are you a friend of Krauses? Uh, not the famous, not the famous Krauses. The fa- the Krauses who own this boat. Uh, is this the Krauses boat? Madam, yes. Um, this is why it says... Well, no, it doesn't say Kraus on the side of the boat. That would be ridiculous. Yes, this is the Krauses boat. Are you... You know, you're not a friend of the Krauses, no. Ah, uh, <laughs> I tell you, you go out for a rowboat, you get caught up in a, you get caught in a, you get your boat caught in a riptide, and sure enough, you end up on the boat of the most wonderful, famous people in Brindlewood Bay. This is, what a day today is. What a, what a development. She's a, she's just a, she's a force of nature, isn't she? Ah. Uh, Terrible, terrible thing that happened to that Krause fan. I'm so, I'm sure, I don't, I'm, I don't mean to, I don't mean to pry. Just a truly, a terrible thing that happened to that. Mm, that yes. Happened. I saw the, saw the news reports. Real tragic stuff. It is awful. It's uh, been quite a tumultuous time. But the, the- Oh, oh no. Oh, I am, I am so, so, I am, you keep saying the Krauses, that doesn't, that doesn't make you the butler that got wrapped up in that terrible business does it i'm so so sorry this is i i i have the biggest foot in my mouth i am so sorry it's quite all right madam may i i'll fetch you a a, a beverage until we can arrange for you to be returned to shore and she uh 
she looks she like flashes uh, a quick glance. We get we get like the quickest flash of her eyes and like an eyebrow cocks. Well, now I noticed that you've got half a pint. Uh, I assume <laughs> you could just crack pour the other half a pint, and we'll have ourselves we'll have ourselves a toast and a a, tr- a tow back to town. You see him. He look. He, he kind of looks back over his shoulder, kind of down below decks, and then you you see this decision get made in his head, where he's like, "You know what? I need a drink, and this is just an old lady." And he goes, mm, "Yes, yes, that sounds quite fine. Yes." And he, he leads you over to the um, this little like white seat sofa thing that's on the deck, uh, and he pour, he pours you half a pint of his of this very fine lager that he's drinking. Ah, uh, uh, this is this is this is this is wonderful. This is fine. I could I could really live like this out on the water, beer in my hand, sea air in my lungs. This is this is really where magic happens. Madam, what were you doing out in a boat on your own? Oh, uh, you know you gotta keep active, or you're just you're gonna lose it. You you understand? You're a you're a working you're a you're a, you're a working man. Once yeah. you once you let go once you let go of the job, you just you gotta find things to keep up the day. This is true. I always say one must remain active. Or else you're gonna lose it. I'm so happy to hear this. This is... I'm sorry, I didn't even ask your name. I am the worst... I am the worst stranded stowaway that this boat has probably ever seen. <laughs> mm, yes, my name is Andrew. Your name is... And- Esther... Esther Millman. Pleasure to meet you. A, a pleasure, yes. As you're, you're having this conversation, uh, and you suddenly hear footsteps coming up the, the stairs from down below decks... And Andrew kind of, he starts to spring to attention and then he sees who's coming upstairs and he just kind of relaxes again. Um, and this quite young, probably early 20s woman comes up the stairs. Um, she's not as put together as David was. She seems a little withdrawn, um, just kind of wearing like a t-shirt and jeans. Um, she's just She's just kind of on her phone and she looks up and she glances over at you and Andrew and she frowns for a second. She goes, Andrew, who? Mm, no, never mind. And she just kind of walks off, goes and helps herself to there's a little table. They're obviously getting set up for the party. She goes and helps herself to a glass of champagne. Ahoy, hoy! Mm, Andrew, who is that? Who are you? Uh, Esther Millman, pleasure to meet you. I uh, got my boat stranded. They're going to. Uh, Andrew here is uh, going to ask sorry. if I can get. Esther Millman? Yeah, but you worked on the on the on the ampersand seven thousand, and and for a moment like this, this kind of like bright beaming, uh, this bright beaming old lady act drops for half a second. Oh, okay, yeah, you know what? It's the pride of my pride of the pride of my heart. I gotta listen i don't want i don't want to go down a rabbit hole but uh believe me if you knew some of the things that we had to do to get that code to work i didn't know <laughs> father knew you i did not know you were invited to the party and she oh she wait is there a party like engaged yeah she, she glances around do you think we drink champagne in the middle of the day when there's not a party happening Oh, yeah, I don't try to pretend to know what the lives, the lifestyles of the rich and famous are like. (laughs) 
so she sits down with you and she starts like she starts quizzing you about your life and you know she's obviously like super into computers um and it's, you're a little you're a little taken aback i think because you're used to being the one who like puts people on the spot um how are you going to turn the conversation back around and try and get some like useful information out of these two um i think that i think that there's two things that i want to do here mm-hmm. and this might be two this might be two moves this might be one move i'll kind of throw this to you but i think the two things that she wants to do she goes well now you know when she hears about like the the champagne and the party she's like well i would i would never you know I, I i don't know anything about any party i'm just here out of necessity but uh and i think that what she does specifically to get some to to kind of get some information and also to try and get an invite to this party is drop just a few juicy tidbits uh like drop the right stories to kind of like uh uh uh, uh hook this young woman into like thinking about did i get her name is it amanda did i make that uh, up yeah yeah uh emily okay amanda is the amanda is the wife who you haven't met yet oh uh, so this is emily this is emily emily got it yeah i think she's trying to hook emily with like a few juicy stories from the tech scene in the eight and in the olden days uh-huh. like trying to like grab just enough stories and also kind of make it painfully clear that like she hasn't been invited and i <laughs> kind of periodically <laughs> and then like in the middle of a story and let me tell you the ceo honestly said i'm sorry i've been rambling and you've been dealing with so much the last few days and i don't mean to 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 I'm making this about myself, and you're already dealing with so much with the death and the fan. I'm sorry, I didn't even mean to bring that up. I don't know what's going on. I think this beer is getting to my head. She seems what weirdly indifferent to the fact that her dad has just died. Um, like mm. she just kind of brushes it aside. She's like, "No, but I, I really want to hear about this stuff. Like this is amazing. I've been wanting to meet you for so long." Um, I think if you're trying to re- bring her back round. Mm-hmm. And get some information out of it. I think we could do another meddling move with okay. with with with. And this will be presents again. Cool. What do you think? That is a that is a ten. Ooh, hello. Cool. I hit. I uh. So on a ten, I I get a clue. You do. And would we consider this uh, a rich and famous if or not? Yeah, I think that. All right, that's two more. That's two more clues for it's two more clues. Perfect. So, let's have a look. Oh, wait, no, you said presence. This is a nine. So there is a complication, but I still get the two clues. Cool. Even better. I love a good complication. Yeah, complications are great. So, as you're talking to her, you notice that despite the fact that she's wearing, like, T-shirt and jeans, she's quite dressed down, um... She's got her ears pierced, and in one ear, she's got what is a very obviously a very expensive diamond earring. Um, but then the other ear has the same earring, but the diamond is missing from it. Mm. That is your first clue. While you're having this conversation, you start to hear um, from below decks. You start to hear these raised voices. Um, you start to hear shouting and banging. There is very clearly an argument happening. Albert kind of jumps up from where he's sitting and where he's been relaxing for obviously far too long um, and goes rushing off. And he kind of looks like he might be 
he suddenly realized where he is and that he's meant to be working and that you are not a family and you probably shouldn't be on the yacht. And uh, Emily kind of rolls her eyes and sighs and goes, oh, not this again. Um, and you see coming up the stairs, clearly in the heat of a massive argument, you see um, a woman who is must be Amanda Krause, um, the mm-hmm. wife. She's like thin and graceful and quite well-dressed. Uh, and then the other daughter, um, Sarah, who's quite frumpy and like hand-ringy. Um, she is like, she has obviously been crying. Um, she's the only person on this boat who appears to be like genuinely upset about the death of her father. Um, but yeah, that is your other clue is an argument between two suspects. Mm. All right. Of the regal lady. Um, You can't hear specifics. You just know that they are having a round. The second they see you, they freeze. Um, and Amanda (laughs) Amanda Krause says, Andrew, who is this? Madam, who are you? I think before before anybody has a chance to react, Esther Millman, I got my boat stranded. I think I got caught in a riptide. Andrew had offered to give me a tow back to docks. I'm I'm gonna I if you if you just take me back, I'll get out of your hair. It'll be fine. Uh, not even a problem. Don't even worry about any of this. I gotta go. Uh, mm. And she turns quickly to uh, to Emily. I'm so sorry. I wish I had. I wish I wish we had a little bit more time to share some of these stories. I got. Uh, tip of the iceberg but we'll have to find another time to do it enjoy your party tonight emily just kind of emily's gotten immediately back to her phone like the second her mum has appeared she's like withdrawn into herself Mm. um i'm not sure what what andrew told you but this yacht is not going anywhere um i'm sure you're aware that there is an investigation happening we are not allowed to leave what i wouldn't give to leave um I don't, we're not going to be towing you back to Ah, uh, well, you know, we try, and, and she turns to Andrew, well, Andrew, we tried, I guess I got a, I guess I got a long night of rowing ahead of me, um, <laughs> I will let, I, I'm so sorry for your loss, I will let everyone grieve, um, and she, I think, loads onto the boat, and it's like, I'll be back in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think we cut, smash cut to that, right? Yeah, like, I think we cut to. I think we cut to. We see the. We see the sun set a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's four thirty. The party is in swing. Um, what is happening in the party when we hear the exact same thump? <laughs> <laughs> so, the party's in full swing. They've got a jazz band playing. It's very like chill, like twenties jazz era. People are dressed up in like. It's very like Gatsby esque, um, but on a yacht, it's very like decadent, nouveau rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and you thump up, and initially no one notices. Like the bands are in the middle of this big, like hopping number, um, and it's only someone like stumbles against the side of the boat, um, kind of laughing, and they spill some drink over the side that goes that slops against the top of your boat. Doesn't get you, but just gets your boat. And they look over the side laughing, and this this man looks down and he sees you, and he shouts back. You hear him shout back. There's, uh, there's somebody over the side of the ship here. Ahoy hoy! <laughs> I want ahoy hoy on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, climbs up. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew appears again, looking a little less put together than he was earlier. They're clearly like running him off his feet. Um, he lowers the ladder down and he says, Madam, I don't... You, 
You know you're not on the guest list. Oh, did Emily not put me on the guest list? I thought that we were having so much fun. I thought for sure I was mm. going to end up on that guest list. Maybe, so I figured look, I'd ro- come, row back out here. Just just try and stay away from Ms. Krause. <laughs> Don't let her know you are here. and it, it, Just enjoy your night. And he- oh, absolutely, absolutely. Andrew, you don't have to worry about me. Uh, if I'm not on the guest list, I'm just going to sit, behave, and be quiet. <laughs> That's not at all what you're going to do, is it? Uh, no, we smash cut directly to uh, Miss Krause in a private room uh, <laughs> when Esther is just standing directly behind her, which is, I think, when I want to start uh, having an open freewheeling discussion about the solution of a mystery based on the clues that we have uncovered hell yeah let's do some theorize let's do some what are you thinking so the clues that we have are a cod with a rat stuffed in its mouth a misreported detail about the time of albert's death a guest list for an upcoming family party with one name conspicuously crossed out an expensive diamond earring its mate missing and an argument between two suspects on the deck of the regal lady, their words are unclear. Yes. Things that are not quite clues are that everyone is cold to Mrs. Everyone is cold to Miss uh, Krause. Yeah. Uh, only one, only Sarah is visibly upset about the death of the father. David really wants nothing, really, really is more interested in the gallery and uh, the social performance. Yeah, I mean, he just wants to get back to Boston. Yeah, he wants he wants to leave as quickly as possible. He has really no interest in staying. And uh and Emily has a passion for technology and a visible uh a visible aversion to Miss Krause. Yes. Here's my my theorizing on all of this. Let's go. A rat can't make it that far out into water and a cod wouldn't stuff it into its mouth like on its own that feels no. like that is a that is a symbol that is to say thus always happens to a rat that uh-huh. is saying that's a message. someone someone betrayed the family and this is what happens to them yes. sarah being sarah having a connection to the father sarah being connected to uh to to mr kraus tells me that there was a connection there and Emily having a passion for technology and one of her earrings missing tells me that perhaps that connection was like it like there's clearly affection between Sarah and Mr. Krause. There's clearly yeah. an element of Mr. Krause was a loving patriarch of the family. Uh-huh. What what I've what what all of this tells me is someone and the missing the missing earring is telling as well because what that tells me is that what i'm what i'm what i what i what i get from that and the symbol and a name crossed out tells me that somebody was unwelcome yes that there was somebody that was uh that was comfortable enough with the family to be invited and then suddenly was uninvited perhaps af but after the info party was already in motion if this was still they wouldn't send out invites if the party was like they wouldn't send out invites and still be debating this. No. Which tells me that like there was a debate, a decision was made and then when the opportunity presents itself, that decision was reversed. Uh-huh. All of this tells me. And I think this is where uh this is where this is where I will roll after I after I pause it after I pause it what what Esther says here. So who is Emily seeing? Oh. Who didn't you like, Amanda? Ooh, that's good. What are you going to roll? 
I will roll. So I'm rolling plus all of the clues, which is five. Yes. What's the complexity of the mystery? So the complexity of this mystery is four. So I'm rolling a plus one. Oh my god, that's a two. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the so, solution is incorrect. So, um, 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 what's that? I've completely forgotten her name. Amanda turns to you. What on earth are you talking about? And uh, Esther kind of leans forward and spouts all of this out. And halfway through, it goes through and goes, I'm getting a vibe from your face that this is, in fact, not. <laughs> I maybe made some leaps. Amanda starts laughing, really, like, absolutely, like, cackling laughing. And she moves past you um, and she shuts the door to the room and locks it. And then she turns back to you and the laughter is gone. And she says, no, madam, you are wrong, but you are hmm, far too close to the truth. And we can't have that, can we? And she reaches into her purse and she pulls out a very small handgun and she points it at you. And I think that's where your roll credits. Yep. Yep. That's the, that's the, that's the cliffhanger for this particular episode. Uh, that makes me very happy. This is very, very fun. It's one of my favorite games, and I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I had a blast playing it. This was so, so great. Amazing. Uh, Theorize. Thank you so much. I'm so, I'm, I'm upset for you that Theorize, that the role failed, because when Theorize works, it's like, it's magic. Especially like oh, with a group I of people. I mean, I felt the magic already, and I think that there's, I, I absolutely can see how with a larger group we would get to that point where we would have just a ton of clues as we were all just yeah. kind of hopping around. Like, and my favorite thing as a GM from Middle Bay is just sitting back and watching a group just pull the solution to the mystery out of thin air. It's mm -hmm. amazing. I, I love it. I love just putting things on a table and going, here's how they're all connected. I think it's a wonderful, it's one of my favorite things in the world. It's one of yes. my favorite, like, storytelling beats same uh this was this is great this is a great uh this is great this is top to bottom delightful uh, I'm so uh glad. thank you so much for playing it with me thank you so You're much for this very welcome thank you so real quick before we wrap up where can people find you your work and the the kickstarter online yeah so you can find me on twitter.com at pangalactic that's p-a-n-g-a-l-a-c-t-i-c uh, and you can find all the very many things that I do, I write games and fiction and music and adventures and all sorts of stuff at loototheroom.io. That's got links to everything that I do on there. Um, enjoy. Uh, well, Chris, thank you so much for doing this show. Thank you for joining me for this wonderful game. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Bass Me. And thanks again to Chris for coming on to the show. That game was... I love a good cozy mystery and that just hit the exact sort of cozy mystery vibes that I'm always chasing after. I could not be happier with it. Be sure to check out the Kickstarter for The Unquiet Dark, a Jazz Age prequel to Brindlewood Bay, which takes the delightful mystery vibes you just heard, moves them into the Jazz Age with whole new monsters, mysteries, challenges to overcome. It's really cool. You should check out the Kickstarter. You can find a link to that in the show notes. You can also follow Chris on Twitter at Pangalactic. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Head to our Discord at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. 
And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, Podcast Addict. They all have rating things. And leave us a nice rating and review there to tell us that you enjoy the show. It means a lot to me whenever I find it. Sometimes I get them to my email. Sometimes I don't. Either way, it brings a smile to my face. You can also financially support the show at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Patreon and Kofi donations support the show. They support the games that I make. They support all of the things that we do. Uh, it is a tremendous way to financially support those things. That's patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Uh, one other thing you can do is check out the other podcasts that I produce every single week. All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by listener prompts. Every week, my best friend Aaron Gatano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at OneShotPodcast.com. Well, Friday-ish. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. The music for the show is from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press cover to the show, or about coming onto the show as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And, honestly, I'm pretty sure that's all we do here, so until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. 